Welcome to Spodcast. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Scott Booner. Oh, <laughs> listen to that. For a second, the audience could be forgiven for uh, thinking that that was, you know, like fucking a strange Muppet. Or Dave Coulier performing Scott Mosier. And they're like, what a bold entry to Smodcast Dave Coulier made where he claimed to be Scott Mosier, fellow Canadian Scott Mosier. But instead, what you are hearing, kids, allegedly is the actual voice of Scott Mosier himself. Now, I'm looking at a picture of him on Zoom, so it's back. Yeah, yeah, well, well, this is, this is a digital age, <laughs> yeah, Scott. I've seen a, a brilliant, like, you know, what do they call it? Deep fake of Tom yeah. Cruise, like, sucking a dick. or so. I forget what he was doing, but it was it was incredible <laughs> where I was like, that's Tom Cruise for sure. So we need to test Scott to make sure that he's, 100% authentic Scott because we haven't fucking seen him. I haven't seen him in a long time and nobody's heard from him in a while. This could be yes. a fucking Dateline episode where I it's mean, like so my wife has heard from him. <laughs> well, if, if she is people. indeed your wife, we have to do a lot of checking. This could be like Datelines like he was looking forward to talking to his podcasting pal, but he got catfished <laughs> for $20 million by a Dave Coulier sound alike. So we got to fucking, we got to make sure this ain't that. And I don't want to wind up on a reality program, Scott. I will say, I will say, more fucked up than um, uh, video cloning or picture cloning is um, audio cloning. Is that possible? Oh yeah, I've 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 heard some stuff. Um, People put shit together of you where you're like, no, it's not of me, but I've heard examples where um, you the technology is now like. I mean, they could do it with us in a in a heartbeat because we have a, a lot of yeah, there's a lot so much volumes sample. of fucking sample that they could pull from. Well, yeah, that's 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 good for when we become like fucking AI when we download our consciousness finally into the like the great fucking central computer and shit. We'll be able to sound like us too. We well, could this tech when the technology gets there. Yeah, we could like take our text conversations. And then basically just translate, like if we were just texting each other, yes, and we're like, "Oh, that was funny." You could just put it into the system, and then it would generate us saying it. So we could write a podcast. Yeah, you know that's a very popular thing now. Usually they do it with like mysteries and shit. Like this motherfucker yeah, died. Yeah, no, there's like fictional. Nobody knows. Yeah. Motherfucker died. Yeah, what a they, podcast. They, <laughs> we got to get to the bottom of it. And 10 episodes later, like, yeah, he died. <laughs> no memory. Um, that's what we did wrong. Podcast pioneers, me and Scott Mosier, we never once thought, hey, let's write it down before we do it. Like we were running from a world of scripted entertainment that's why podcasting was so free and fun because it's like i don't need no fucking script man condom off baby this is conversation <laughs> off the cuff man it's so sexy <laughs> <laughs> but now people are making billions of dollars writing <laughs> podcasts scott <laughs> fuck it's true it was right I there think, 
Like it was, it was one, hanging. There was one that was like, uh, and they're getting option then to be made into movies and animated series and all the rest of it. I saw one fucking, this ain't even a podcast, but like some fucking TikTok of, I mean, I don't know how this could be true, but some fucking teenager like accidentally moved into like a retirement community. And I'm like, if that ain't a pitch, I don't know what is. I'll watch that sitcom. <laughs> like, who's it star? Who's the old man? <laughs> is it Dick Van Dyke? I'm in. Um, the, uh, yeah, man, fucking sooner or later. Yeah, we have said enough where they could make us say anything. At this they point. could take, at the end of this podcast, they could take our voice samples, and that would be enough to produce um, new us saying different things. And then what they can do is they can actually have a, um, another actor perform it. Welcome to Flights of Fancy with Scott Mosher. <laughs> <laughs> and then what could happen is someone could bring in, I don't know, a cat or a small yeah, antelope and <laughs> perhaps and make it sound like us. <laughs> Is this not proof that I'm back? Rambling um, paranoia with Scott Mosier. And then what could happen is. It's not paranoia. I've I've heard it. What do you mean you've heard it? Like they've done they it? Like, yeah. They've yeah, done it to me, right? They're doing it now, Kev. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing this tinfoil. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it has been a while since we talked to Scott. <laughs> Let's take a uh, pulse. Yeah, no, it's not paranoia because that would mean that it's like something that doesn't exist. Mm, it's true. No, it, it's it, it exists. It's it's like you know the computer can basically build it, and then what they can do is take the performance of somebody else, and then basically um, take that the tonations and the and the like ups and downs and stuff, and right. then take your voice and put it, and then sort of translate it into your voice. So it's like if you wanted to get a specific performance of a line you could have another person do it and then the cloning it's 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 all pretty crazy they could like literally just ask me like instead of like we went through fucking like 18 layers of subterfuge and burned through four thousand servers to get this dude to say shit sounding like you i'm like just you could have paid me four hundred dollars and i'll say whatever you want because in the age of audio fucking duplicity i could just deny it later on and be like i didn't say that you know how many things I said on Smodcast? They probably pasted it together from Smodcast. Scott told me about some shit. Real first world shit that's happening right now in the present. They did it on the and, and the Super Bowl. There was a, uh, I think it was Yogi Bear, Barra. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. So they, they could be like. That's the, the, there's definitely, they're using the technology in that way for people who aren't willing to do it. <laughs> I never met. A baseball I didn't <laughs> like. There he is, kids. Yogi Bear. <laughs> Alive again. <laughs> Sounding the way he Game did major. as he rounded the bases back in the day. <laughs> what a touchdown for baseball. <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> that was called I'm a It's I'm a deep fake. <laughs> That's how they catch him. It was Kevin Smith, I knew it. <laughs> God damn it, we should have got somebody who actually knows the sport. <laughs> um, to prove you're not a deep fake, Scott, we'll okay. uh, hit you with fucking questions. Uh, okay. Number one. Oh, wow. oh this is about memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so you've exposed yourself as a clone. These will be easy. I, I'll have to, I'm pulling from shit that we've talked about on the show off the top of my head. All right, like here. Oh, boy. Um, if you are 
Scott Mosier, where is your Africa or Australia uh, looking uh, birthmark located? It's on my ween. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see a clone wouldn't necessarily know that. He wouldn't have it necessarily <laughs> like on his ween. He might shift like, around. You're trying to check out of some like, new website. <laughs> yeah, like, this, are you a robot? This is, your, this is are you a robot, Scott? <laughs> it's my dick. So, yeah, I was like, you recognize this? You're like, first off, how'd you get that picture? Second off, it's my dick. Click <laughs> all the squares. Click all the squares that don't have dick in them. <laughs> um, all right, number two. What, um, all right, this is word association. Uh, No computer could do this, Scott. This is fucking, yeah, here you go. (laughs) Not yet. Don't fucking scare everybody. (laughs) Um, here we go. When I say moody, what do you say? Port. Yeah. All right. So no computer, computer's still stuck on like, emotions are beyond me fuck they're gonna expose me as fake scott quick give me an answer that's him on like fucking dialed into the web and shit but you clearly knew the answer all right so for the third I feel one pretty confident that there's a computer out there from like a decade ago that could have like looked at my looked at all my residences online and, and have pulled that off so true all right fair enough not to discredit i I know it's like you're you're fighting your own fucking case here i keep trying to prove you're human you're like that could be westworld um (laughs) i could be like that fucker in westworld all right the third one scott is uh this is a all right this will be a reality check because we haven't spoken to you in quite some time so who fucking knows where you stand on the spectrum right now ready for this one Mm -hmm. what happened on january 6th 2021. January 6, 2021. Was it a smart anniversary? No. January 6, 2021? Yeah. Recent history. Very recent. I don't know. What happened? There was an incident at the Capitol. Oh. <laughs> I was literally like, Everybody's leaning forward, listening, going like, Does Scott not know? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what my thoughts are. Like, I don't think you've ever brought up a current event on the show <laughs> all the years. And so I was like, there was no part of me that was like searching through like something like current event or anything i just i did to be fair this current event is five months old but still i I follow the rationale no no no. um what happened on january 6 2021 scott oh there was a there was a a group of people stormed the capitol that happened and were were those people right or wrong (laughs) scott i guess that's what we're driving at I'm going to come down the side of they, they, they should not have done that. All right. It's Scott, everybody. <laughs> it's Scott. <laughs> now we, we've got, we've asked those three questions. <laughs> now we know he's a real fucking boy. Um, Although I'm sure if you look through some of those photos, there's <laughs> someone who looks a lot like me. <laughs> no shit, man. Most for those who can't see, and since it's a podcast, it's fucking everybody. Uh, is rocking, uh, oh Lord, I was born a rambling beard. Yeah. Just it's fucking great. 
Or like, uh, does somebody greater than yours? Yeah. Oh my God, you are full gray. I I have. If you look on the side, you'll see the the whites trying to gentrify this shit. But I fight them off every damn day. I come in and trim them with a scissor. But you're just like you've given up. You're like take the neighborhood. I mean, I got like some blonde. I mean, mine's that mixture of like blonde and gray. But yeah, you got that fucking Robert. My hair though, I, I don't really have it in my hair yet. Uh, me neither, but I also don't have a lot of hair, so there it is. Gotcha. Um, the uh, the the beard, white beard aside, kids. Uh, Scott looks like Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy two, or the Santa Claus Netflix pictures he's been doing, <laughs> but not paunchy. <laughs> but he's thin, and I don't know if you've seen those movies, but he's pretty fucking thin. They presented new. I haven't Santa. seen the Christmas movie yet. The uh, he's not, yeah he did one on Netflix with Goldie Hawn and shit yeah yeah I think there's two isn't yeah, there, isn't there a sequel they got a thing going on they're like fucking maybe you don't know but we're huge on Netflix um but Scott's got that fucking Kurt Russell you know third stage of life beard going on what is that all about just lays or just it's cold where you are and your face is chilly I don't know I mean I've had a beard for probably for Ever. half the time that we've known each other Mm -hmm. like i've had a beard i I think at this point i mean i guess i didn't really have a beard that much when i was growing up as a boy um oh my god that would have been so metal (laughs) beard boy come out of my mom like this yeah just like master master (laughs) just got my name because i you scream master like why is he he comes out with a beard and he's metal those words (laughs) (laughs) why are these two things associated (laughs) Is there anybody um, in Metallica with a beard? Why am I associating a beard with? Um, the lead singer had uh, like I some facial hair going on, right? Some facial hair going on. But I, While and, he was and, chopping at times his breakfast on a full beard. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, look, I had this. This beard is is pretty close to a little bit shorter or more sort of polished than the than beard the, I had in Clerks. Willem? Willem's beard? Yeah. It's true. That's true. Now I'm looking at cap? it. This is not a new look. This is like this is my this is my OG shit. Oh my god, that's true. You are you are rocking it old school. I had no idea. Yeah. But again, could have been part of the whole Dateline, you know, catfished by my podcasting pal. You know, whatever it is. It will come up with the title later. But the uh, it could have been could have just been part of the thing. Like that you look, especially that you're like, oh, I chose a look from like circa. In like 1993, so he'll feel real comfortable with this and shit. He won't look any deeper than this. So he won't be like, "Why does my friend not age? Why is he?" Would you be Brady? more? So you would have been more surprised. Would you? you would if you would came you, at me bald faced? I'd be like, "Fucking robot!" <laughs> Close the laptop. <laughs> robot, where's your dick? And you're like, "What? What do these things have to do with it?" Show me your dick. <laughs> I say booty. What do you say? Attitudinal. No. Um, what? No. What were you going to say? What would I have been more surprised? Oh, I was just wondering, like, would you be more surprised <coughs> if I was, if I was wrapped in an American flag and you were like, yeah. listen, man, fucking, this fucking motherfucking election is <laughs> motherfucking stolen. I need in this toilet. <laughs> I'm like, man, got to check in with Scott more often. Where are you for those who are like, where is Scott? in the world last I'm time not. we checked in i can't remember if you'd made the the journey to uh to where you are now you were yeah, someplace was, else and now you're recent. someplace this, i'm now closer to back to la close uh, on the coast you were in oakland 
I was in Oakland. I was in the Bay Area for a while, and then, um, and then, as you know, you got chased out for being soft. Like you fucking soft, (laughs) fucking pussy beard boy born with a fucking beard. You think that's metal? Oakland's metal robot. (laughs) Everywhere he went, beard boy was called the robot. Um, Yeah, now I live down close to L.A. along the coast, kind of near. You know, what do you call cliffs? The cliffs of L.A. No, near L.A., close to L.A. Oh, I said go with the cliffs of L.A. That sounds bad. I live on the cliffs of L.A. People are like, what's that? You know, like, it's I, I wrote thing. a song. It's like, the cliffs of L.A. Will you meet me there? Kissing under the apple tree. Um, The cliffs of L.A. is like. That sounds like a like Dumbo. Remember, like Dumbo didn't exist, and then one day in New York, they're like, "Oh, I live in Dumbo," and you're like, "What's that?" And they're like, "Oh, it's okay. the like a, I thought you were talking about. I literally I thought like the like elephant Dumbo, elephant that can fly. Um, could be that too, but I'm referring to instant neighborhoods and shit. So if you yeah. start referring to the cliffs of L.A., cliffs of L.A., I guess that'd be like. I wonder how long it would take for it to catch on before a real estate agent was like, oh, well, you'd be buying in the Cliffs of L.A.'s area. You know, and then, you know, you call it Cola. Oh, my God, he's right. I had to do it out loud, but fucking (laughs) that's right. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. He's like, we're in the Cola zip code. Yeah, I'm in the Cola zip code. They're like, ooh. Cliffs of L.A. Very nice. You moved to Cola. Oh, that's so amazing. Cliffs of L.A. I mean, that's what people outside of Cola call it, but in Cola, we call it. (laughs) Cola. Cola. <laughs> Not to be confused with E. Cola. Yeah, we don't call it that at all. But yeah, fucking, we, there. we call it the uncola sometimes because <laughs> sometimes outsiders, it's like when people from outside of can come in and call it con. So the locals, you know, got to go a different way. As a, as a cola local, sometimes it's cool to call it the uncola. We call it ourselves, we call that amongst ourselves. How many people are in the zip code? What, cola? One right now. <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> yeah, we're working on a build that. Why, why don't you want to buy in? Cola real estate's going through the roof. I don't even know where it would be. I don't know if there are cliffs. There's cliffs in Malibu. You can fool somebody outside of fucking L.A. and be like, oh, my God, the yeah. cliffs of L.A. You can sell some motherfucker's real estate. In the cliffs, you know, people are buying, real estate's going crazy, Scott. I don't know if you know this or not. Yeah, I do know that. So people are buying houses sight unseen. We could literally get a grift scam going. I mean, now that we're talking about it loud, probably not that successful, but we'll get somebody where we sell them a home in the Cola area code, Cliffs of LA. Just take out a big ad and like. Berkshire Properties and whatever I'd be like, yeah. take, you're an asshole if you don't live in Cola. Take a, take a pictures of like both Fuck your house boy. and my house so it looks like one giant house with like two different styles going on. We're like, <laughs> holy shit, this Cola's got it going on, man. Um, For those of, uh, uh, those of us out here not lucky enough to live in Cola, Scott, where are you and, and how is it in the cliffs of L.A.? Uh, it's, it's wonderful. We, I live, I live near the beach. That was the, my wife, Alex and I, uh, that was our thing. She actually grew up in this area. And so we moved around here and we're she's one the of them cola kids that you hear she's about. She's a cola. She's an original cola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cola. Oh, cola. <laughs> Classic cola as they call yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and then, uh, you know, now we have, uh, we got a new dog and we can take it. We run it along the beach every day. 
Um, what is the, does. what's the new dog's name? Really? You go running on the beach like Rocky at the end of Rocky at Rocky yeah. three. Yeah. Um, do you race the 100%. dog? I do. Dog. Win. He, tra- he tries, he doesn't, he doesn't sort of, he's, he's still a puppy. He's still like eight. He's just eight months. He His name's Dorm. competition. You're like, but I'm going to no. learn him. He's going to learn what it <laughs> means to compete. Fight. Yeah. Fucking compete. <laughs> Run. <laughs> Chase that chicken. Catch the chicken. <laughs> Run like you're being shot at. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shooting at the sand right by the dog. Run, you son of a bitch. People like, uh, Cola was a really nice neighborhood until fucking that guy. <laughs> until he got a puppy. Yeah, that guy went nuts. <laughs> that ain't Cola cool, Scott. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what is Cola, that's not Cola. <laughs> what is the dog's name? Norman. Holy fuck. What's that all about? Family relative? Just he looks like a normal. No, Alec, one of our dogs previously I had named prior to we us getting it. Like I'd sort of had picked the name Buddy before we got Buddy. And then um we had uh She was like, Never again, you fucking cocksucker. That'll never happen again in our relationship. That haunts me to this you. day. Um <laughs> she when we started looking for a new dog, she um, she said uh, she had thrown out the name Norman. So he was Norman before he showed up. Um, what kind of dog is he? We actually got one of those, um, you know, DNA tests because he was a mutt, like he was a rescue. So you're and, like, what's in you? What's going on? Yeah, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you a robot? Lift your tail. <laughs> what? Show me your dick. <laughs> Do you think my dick is under my tail? <laughs> do you do you know anything about dogs? <laughs> <clears throat> so he looked kind of like a sh- he, they 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 were advertising him as kind of like Australian Shepherd, and um, so we got the DNA test, and he's he's thirty five percent Great Pyrenees, which okay. is a sort of a, a large dog, um, a European cattle dog, and then he's twenty eight percent german shepherd and then he's like and then there's that weird thing where it's like he's 11 percent chihuahua and like 12 percent shih tzu and then there's a 20 percent thing called like super mutt which is like you know really small percentiles of 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 mixture um there's like boston terrier and and uh what i'm hearing in this in this story is that Somewhere along the fucked way. Fucked a little dog. Yeah, fucking some little dog. Some chihuahua fucked above his station in life. He fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, I see it that way. I see it as the chihuahua fucked the bigger dog. But I guess it's yeah. possible it could have went the other way. It's like rolling your back, motherfucker. Yeah, like I'm going to ride you, just like in the movies on Cinemax. <laughs> like what? I've seen that shit. <laughs> yeah, I watch it over the master's arm. I learn things. Watch this. Woo. <laughs> I'm gonna bounce on that shit. Yeah, he's um, he's uh, he's gonna be like 65 pounds or something like that. He's a, he's growing. He's a growing boy. What part of him's got the Chihuahua of 65 pounds? I don't know. He's like got I, Chihuahua I dick. 65 pound pure <laughs> pure knees. Yeah. Fucking 10 percent Chihuahua One dick. Chihuahua. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you try throwing that around. Um, no wonder I'm fucking, I needed adoption. Did he come to you as a puppy? Yeah, we got him. He was like, like fresh four. out the litter, breaking mm-hmm. mother's hearts and shit. No, no, he was like four months old. 
Um, They're like, you could either have them at four months or you can really psychologically damage the whole brood, including the mother, by taking the puppy at one week. And you're like, "Mm." Hmm, mm." (laughs) damage, you say. (laughs) (laughs) No, they found the, the, the rescue... Uh, the wo- a woman who runs this rescue, they found him up at Bakersfield. Him and his is um, getting high in a hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here! No way, man! Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, law dog! <laughs> come on in. We're having a party, and if you come in here, you better come armed with beer. <laughs> we got to get this puppy into a good home. Civilize this. <laughs> Somebody it's take this dope. puppy down to the cola area of the world. Maybe. So they got. Uh, he was like four months, and it was at four months. Um, you can't, uh, or you're not supposed to until they get all, he didn't have all his shots. So until they have all their shots, um, you're not supposed to take the puppies out, you know, kind of outside of your home area because there's like diseases that they get, they can get as puppies. I think it's called Parvo and something else that basically, so we had to like when they, when we got him, they like handed him to us and like, you know, it was kind of like, don't let him touch the ground. They're like, he's in quarantine. You're like, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> like, big fucking deal. <laughs> um, yeah. So we got him. <coughs> like, it was like four weeks where we had to keep him like in the house kind mm-hmm. of and around. And, um, and then, uh, and then like after you know, that, I was like, you're on your own, little man. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. You graduated from. <laughs> You're, you're mad. You're grown up now. Get out of here. A knife and a hundred dollars. You took your shotgun out, shot at the ground near its feet, and watched him scamper off to a brighter future. It's called motivation. <laughs> um, Three nights later, you got a phone call from the cops. He's back in that hotel room. <laughs> you just keep saying your name. Send him in here. But tell him if he's coming, he better come armed to party. <laughs> oh, Norman. <laughs> what went wrong? I wasn't prepared. I was I was arrogant to think I could be a parent to you. In those four weeks, I molded him into a man. <laughs> A man. <laughs> a human. <laughs> a human male, yes. Is that so crazy? <laughs> Kids, don't take that story as any sort of sign that you should never adopt. <laughs> Just because I mean, it happened to Scott and Norman and Alex doesn't mean it'll happen to your family. It's cautionary. <laughs> I tell this Scott tells this story at bars around the world. Uh give me a shot and a beer. Uh, I'll give you a shot. Yeah. A shot at a give good a life. <laughs> if I if you listen to my story. <laughs> Buy me a drink and listen to my story. I'll tell you my tale. It's modern day gambler and shit. <laughs> Scott out there undoing the good work of people who are like, adopt a pet. Scott's like, don't, not so fast. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want your heart broken. <laughs> yeah, buy pure. <laughs> yeah. Go pure. For sure. What does that mean? Buy a pure. You know what it means. Buy a dog. It's pure. You know where it comes from. American dog. What? Hmm. 
It sounds like a dog whistle. Well, <laughs> it makes sense. We're talking about dogs. Moving on. <laughs> Are we sure uh, this is Scott? He passed that robot test. Fuck yeah. Showed his dick. He knew all the squares that didn't have dicks in them. <laughs> and traffic lights. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, beach life. Beach yeah. living is the life for me. Yep. Uh, do you smell that ocean air? I, I grew up on the beach. Kinda. Yeah, we smell the ocean air, and um, you know, you get a lot of uh, horseshoe crabs. You get a nice ocean breeze, and oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, it's nice and cool. And then you get like some days when I'm I'm in my office now, and like you know, the fog will roll in off the ocean. You can see it just like creeping through, um, creeping by. That's like Adrian Barbeau country right there, man. That's yeah. where fog happened and shit. You're in yeah. carpenter country. It ain't just yeah. cola. <laughs> you're, cola you're, you're there and you fucking scrape off the fucking thing that says, welcome to cola country. And under it says carpenter. And you're like, fuck. Well, underneath us is uh, we're just we're we live north of Carpinteria. The fuck out of here. Yeah, he no. bought a whole town just like fucking Halloween three. Those fuckers that own the whole town. He was like, it's a joke on the children. Remember that fucking old man? He was like, my idea for Halloween is to kill a lot of children with masks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen Halloween 3 in a long time. That's the one where it's like, they have that weird commercial. Yeah. Um, three more days till Halloween. 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 Three more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. And that counts down. Yeah. And finally, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween. Now put on your mask and watch. Watch the magic pumpkin. Movie's fucking ahead of its time. And as much as they're using technology, they're talking about deep fakes. There was a fucking robot that he fucked, right? Who was like a not robot. a robot. I don't know. Is that what happened? He, he fucked, fucked her. A robot? He fucked her in the robot, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but it wasn't her. She was already dead and replaced by a synthetic robotic version of her. Because the guy who ran Silver Shamrock, the guy who's like, it was a joke on the children, that dude, Dan, whatever the fuck, O'Harely or something, he uh, he was uh, made like, you know, fucking robots and trinkets. All his staff were robots. They weren't even real people, synthetic people that he made. I'm telling you, this movie went so far off the fucking path of what a halloween is yeah yeah. Yeah. like which had been established granted with only two movies and some would argue that only with one movie like john carpenter you know made halloween and then somebody else made halloween too and he gave it his blessing then and shit but then years later was like i wouldn't i didn't make a brother and sister that wasn't part of halloween that happened in halloween too so maybe by the time they got to three, he's like, we're so far fucking off the reservation. I might as well make it about robots, guys fucking having robot sex and shit. That wasn't Carpenter in three, was he? He, I don't think he, he didn't direct it, but he might have had a, well, he definitely produced. I don't know oh, if he wow. had a story credit or something like that. Um, but later on, he would do, not. I'm not going to say a similar story, but remember he did Prince of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, I have a message for you. If you're not going to like that. And he starts falling apart and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, the one with Alice Cooper? Yeah, motherfucker. Alice Cooper yeah. is a homeless dude. I mean, I wasn't saying that's in the movie. I wasn't fucking making that declaration like, hey, you heard it here. Alice Cooper <laughs> is a homeless dude. Yeah. People are like, wow, hot. What a hot take. Way to take on <laughs> yeah. fucking Alice Cooper about 40 years after it would have mattered. <laughs> 
Um, speaking of years, Scott. Yes. In the time since last we've spoken, you have aged. You're, you've become a 50 year old man, correct? I have. I, I, I joined the 50 club. It's, I don't know if that exists. But it is. The, it's a century club. No, the half yeah, century club. Half century club. Yeah. The five decade March club. 5th. What, uh, what, uh, how did it feel? What did you do? Um, we had, I had grander plans. Um, we were going to go to Scotland and do something. Oh shit. He's like for my 50th birthday, Scott is going to fucking Scotland. (laughs) Get his dick sucked. (laughs) (laughs) In a marsh. No. Um, Mr. Mosier, isn't it true? Wherever you are is technically Scotland. Yeah. Circus magazine knows what's up. (laughs) That's right, Circus Magazine. You can quote me on that. Oh, we kind of built the quote. Whatever. All right, I'm getting on this plane, and I'm going to Scotland. There he is, Scott Mosier, lead singer of the Bay City Rollers, <laughs> boarding a plane for Scotland. Uh, yeah, we were going to go. We had big plans because my 49th birthday was three days before lockdown. Um, lockdown and and especially up in Oakland, it was like March 8th. They started locking down. So, but, but I have a birthday. Get the fuck in your house. No one cares. Yeah. Get that fucking, pick up that little dog and get in your house. You're both quarantined. (laughs) Fuck. (coughs) (coughs) Yeah. We were going to go to Scotland, (coughs) sort of bigger, grander plans, but, um, that did not happen. So we just went to, uh, um, just north of here, there's a town. It's like a wine area, uh, north of Santa Barbara. And we just had a little dinner. That was it. We didn't do that much. Um, did you make a, did you have a little speech where you're like at 50, these are the things I've learned. She's like, just pass the salt. She's Never mind. Like, yeah. It's just me. <laughs> She's like, I know <laughs> She's what you like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I know it all. Um, no, I, it was, it's weird. I don't feel, it wasn't like, um, I wouldn't say I don't think about it, but I wouldn't say like I wouldn't say it's not a milestone that you don't sort of consider. Um, I guess I feel fortunate that I'm, I'm not sort of like you know bemoaning. <laughs> feel like fucking fifty. Yeah, like um, I feel I you know I knock on wood feel good. I'm grateful that I you know feel good and and um i'm not gonna say uh like the the, you know, the standard question is do you feel 50 but like do you feel 50 i guess i feel i guess i don't feel 50 in the sense that i'm like <clears throat> i also don't think that 50 has the same meaning like when we were kids like mm-hmm. i think you know I'm 50 was I, like retirement like you know fucking retirement yeah well i mean you know and like not that long ago people lived to be like 65 and shit so it's like turning 50 was like all right dude you just fucking turn the corner and now it's like and now you know the chances that i'll live twice as long as i as as the age i am now is is probably not totally likely but it's still like there's a chance to be another 30 years yeah you You definitely have more time than fucking most people like yeah when, when like they my dad's started just tracing that shit my dad's almost 84 my mom's almost 80 so <clears throat> i figure I can, so he was know. another one that fucking beat the curve and shit it's not like he you know turned 65 and suddenly it was like <gasps> he's how old is he 84 
He'll be 84 in October. Fucking, you can't get rid of fucking John Mosier, man. He's like, I was here when it started. I'll close the fucker down. Yeah, I was here when the sun was born. <laughs> Seen I made the moon mud with my own two hands. <laughs> laid the moon. <laughs> the man who laid the moon. Um, so wait, so uh, the 50... As Scott pointed out, used to actually, yes, be definitely some milestone of age, wisdom, maybe not erudition, but definitely miles. Yes. Um, Granted, we did not have to work as hard as our parents, nor our grandparents and stuff. We worked in a soft industry. Um, And that soft industry has enabled me to... Um, pretty much feel the same way I felt when I entered it. It's not a backbreaking industry. So you're not like, oh my God, it's not like being in the coal mines where you're like, I'm you're not breathing shit all day. Oh no. And you're breathing that dust and shit. And you're like, yeah. my lungs speak to the yeah. fact I've been in the mines. You know, it, it's, I came into it at age 22, 23, 23, and have pretty much, and, and I, you know, maturity wise, I was only about 16 anyway. And I've been able to maintain that. So even even though chronologically I age up and Scott ages up, we both work in a business where, like, I think of it like this. Most people, or at least, I mean, I can't even say most people. I don't know most people. I'll take my father. My father was a guy who had, who every day when he woke up was like, what do I have to do today? And every day when I wake up, I go, what do I want to do today? And that's like the big, big shift. And because of that, it's probably kept me from aging, um, you know, uh, in, at least in my head, because I'm, I still feel like I'm getting away with something. And as much as like, this ain't a real job, is it? So I would assume you have something of the same thing. And as much as you don't feel like you're like, Oh man, fucking every one of them 50 years, you can fucking read it on my face. No, no. I mean, I feel really, you know, it's a fortunate position to be in that you are able to say that, you know, you can kind of, you know, for the most part, sort of choose what you want to do for, you know, and and sort of um, get, like you said, like you get up and don't say like, all right, what, you know, you don't get up with a script written of what you have to do every day for the rest, you know, for the rest of your life. You kind of are like, oh, I can... I can kind of write my own for the most part. Invent it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I do think the only thing for me, I guess the question would be for you too. It's like, I guess 50 only, only um, it exists more in a way of like, because, and because of being fortunate and being in that position, it's like, I guess there's a sense of being even more discerning with time. Mm. Like, I think there's only that where you go, well, you know, I think almost, you know, what you say yes or no to, it can affect that decision-making process where it's like, because I don't think, you know, obviously I have, you, you know, I can keep working for a long time, but there is a period where you're like, you know, the like when we started, it felt like we were, you know, there was no sense of like, well, we, you know, let's, let's choose what we do over the next 10 years because those, those choices reflect, 
there is at least the shadow of that to me now, which is like, well, whatever those choices are, those are going to be some of the last movies you make or the last things that you get. You know, the the <clears throat> that sort of came into my head more after it came up, which I was like, oh, like, you know, over the next decade, then I'm 60. And it doesn't mean that's when I'm going to retire either, but <clears throat> it does feel like, you know, and especially because I working in animation, sometimes it's like, you know, the Grinch was four years. So you end up going like, it's a big well, chunk of life right there. Yeah, that's a big chunk of time. So, <clears throat> you know, so I think that crosses my mind a little bit more now. Just I think 50 has that like. Uh, <coughs> that it just it 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 just shifts the perspective a little bit where I go oh well you know is that what I really want to be doing right now and and you know how many things am I going to take on at once and and um, you know so it's not like I don't feel old I feel a little bit more like you know I'm, I can just once again be more discerning about exactly what I'm going to do or not do you know because of because of being 50, I think it just sort of reflects. I reflect on that more than I reflect on the idea of like, I'm old and it's over. I'm more like, Oh, you know what? I've been doing this for a long time. I've been alive for a long time. Like I can sort of, um, well, it's funny. Like you say, you know, you still feel like, do you actually still feel like you've tricked somebody? Yes. Every fucking day, every day I wait for the for the other shoe to drop like jordan described it she's like my god you live in such fear and i'm like yeah the fear that somebody's gonna be like him like he's not good at this get the money back get him out of you know like being discovered to be a fraud or not even discovered to be a fraud like you know as time has gone on they're like ew you weren't worth it we're taking it back or whatever fuck i don't know i still feel like i'm getting away with something this feels like a like a fucking you know like shut up don't fucking tell anybody because then everyone's gonna get away with it <laughs> like what are you talking about you have a podcast <laughs> tell everybody everything it's true <laughs> i do i feel like like um i'm still no part of the job and, and of course the job has changed over fucking a, a number of ways over the many years it, it began as like oh we're filmmakers and now for me it's like oh i i make film you know but there's like yeah. all these other things and shit so you know there's uh there's definitely a sense particularly when it's like what are we doing this month like nfts oh my god this this, this sounds like i feel like we're getting away with something like still like what are we doing we're shooting a, a fucking like tv show god damn it like we're getting away with something but if somebody like all right so you i understand what you're saying in terms of like hey man i only got a certain amount of years so i'm gonna be choosy with what i do so let's say somebody comes to you and says look i know you're fucking an animator and i know you want to direct and that's important and stuff but i want you to put aside those goals because i want you to act for me i want to hire you to be an on-camera actor. I grew up watching them fucking Buscu pictures, and I always thought you were an underutilized, authentic talent. You, you, you come across as natural to me. And I know that time is valuable, particularly because uh, I listen to the podcast and I understand what time means to you. So we're going to make you uh, like a, a cash offer okay. to be in this project. Okay. Million dollars. 
Okay. Would you, it's only going to take, you know, fuck, it's, it's not even going to take a year. This is going to take like three months, maybe four, because there's some special effects involved. It's a movie. It's a movie. But you're going to act in, and they're going to pay you a million dollars. It's not pornography, so you don't have to worry. Somebody, nobody putting any dicks anywhere. <laughs> this is legit production. Legit. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'll even tell you where it's going to go. It's going to be on Disney Plus. It's a Disney Plus series. Well, if it's a series, that's that's very different. They're still going to be done in four months. Okay, no so promise I'm, of a series. You know, of a this is modern TV, Scott. They don't do seasons. They're, they're, yeah, you're lucky you yeah. get like you're, you're you're four, you're out. Yeah, exactly. So um, this ain't gonna. This ain't they. They know how you feel about your time. They don't want to compromise your time. But you know, time is valuable, and so they're willing to give you a million bucks for four months' work. Essentially, with you know prep and and then travel or whatever, because you probably have to go somewhere to shoot. You're looking at half a year, but yeah. a million bucks, which is fucking pretty sweet money, cash too. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The money's the money. I mean, the money's sweet, but in a way, like, <laughs> take like the, the money, the money spends. Like, yeah, the money, money will spend. Oh, you know, money. Right, I'll take the money out. But, but in a, at the end of the day, why. like, you can take the money out of it because okay. it's like let's let's say it's more like in discussing the idea, it's more like. In that in that period of time, <clears throat> you know, out, it's it's more to me about like, well, you can still develop like, your your own personal shit. Acting yeah. don't require, especially this role you're going to be playing. It's not like you're like the lead where you're on camera all the time. You're part of an ensemble, Scott. And so, and the reason I say like the money doesn't necessarily matter um, because. Like the only way I would be judging it is like, is this an experience that I want? Is this a challenge? At the end of the day, is like, is this a challenge that I want to put myself through with the remaining time I have left? Like I would say, is it a challenge? And then it would really depend on the project. Like I wouldn't do it if I read it and I was like, eh, like it was okay. What I if, wasn't that into it or I didn't understand the character. I would I would be less inclined because I would be like, it would have to be like, because I don't necessarily, I like, I like doing voice acting. Right. Way this ain't that. They're, they're giving you a million dollars. They want to see those fucking, those, <laughs> those baby blues. They want to see the beard, beard boy. Um, beard boy. Once again, it would be, it wouldn't be as simple as like, I want to, I would, I've always wanted to act. So I would do it. Mm. Um, it would be like if I felt like, oh, wow, I could I really think this project is cool and I think I could do this particular role really well. Um, then like it wouldn't even have to be a million dollars because then I would be like, well, then the experience would be worth it to me. Like that's see, that's the flip side of like being 50 where I'm like, I was like, if somebody offered me some sort of <clears throat> opportunity to do something that. Um, is not necessarily on my path, you know, like I, I'm not going to actively pursue to, I would never actively pursue a role like that. Right. If somebody dropped in where once again, if it was the right thing or I felt like really excited about it, you know, the thing that would, I'd have to be excited about it. Cause I'd be fucking terrified. Cause I know um, there'd be like a fear. Let me make it easier for you. So, it's me coming to you. I'm the showrunner, but I'm like, it is super secret, dude. I can't even like tell you who you're playing until you sign on them. And, but you got to trust me. Like this is You can handle this. That would be tough. 
<laughs> Why? You don't trust me? It's not that I don't. Well, I'm like, I wouldn't have come to you if I didn't think you could do this. I was like, once no, you, no, no. your it's mind not, is going to melt when you find out what it is. It's not a matter of that I don't trust you. <laughs> it's not about, it's not a question of that I don't trust you. It's that like the, the problem would be like the anxiety I would have about doing it. Right. But knowing that I, would, a lot, I wouldn't put like, you in that position, I was like, I know you. I'm not going to make you anxious. I was like, this is going to be a walk in the park for you, man. Well, but I am anxious. So it doesn't, you can't sort of like, <laughs> like there's, there's no way around it. Like I have a, I have a, I have, I would, I would be very anxious about doing it because I, my immediate thing would be like, if I was going to do it, I don't want to like end and everyone's like, Hey, way to swing for the fences and end up in the middle. <laughs> But nobody, but, but I would never, I'm like, you know, I'm like, look, I'm never going to approach you with you, something like where I, I'm like, you're only going to come out. You can only hit a home run with this. It's not, I mean, and once again, it's not like, it's not a, it's not a lack of trust. Right. It's more the level of my anxiety, right. Where I would be. And once again, it's like, if it was something where I was like, once again, if I was somebody who's like, if I'd sat you down multiple times and been like, oh, I fucking just wanted to act my whole life. I'm so crazy about it. Right. Like then the fact is like I wouldn't even of course I would just be like I don't care what it is let's go do it as long as it's not porn or you know right. it's not dicks and things <laughs> right right <laughs> or at least in my thing <laughs> right um but if I for me to be in a, a for me it would be really difficult to not sort of just you know this is my personality it would just be really hard for me to knowing my anxiety level about doing it. Mm. It would be like it would be more than I could sort of. It would be really hard for me to commit without sort of really understanding what it was um, or who it is. You know. All right. So I asked Disney Plus, and they're like, "All right, you can tell them a little bit, but you can't tell them too much." <laughs> okay. Was, all right. The role they want you to that I want you to play. Yeah. The studios fight me on Scott. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> Disney Plus don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm I'm the one in the trenches fighting for you to do this. I get it because you're age appropriate. Yeah, is I'm making a Disney Plus cocoon series, okay. and I want you to play the Wilford Brimley part. Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Let me tell you, I don't have many regrets in life, but uh, I wish I'd kept all my. Um, childhood stuff from my bedroom um now i spend a lot of time going back and trying to recollect it bring it back together um but i wish i'd kept that um i wish i'd kept uh my my boyish figure from uh, when i was in high school and it wasn't even that great back then but i'll tell you the thing i wish i kept the most my hair my hair kids it's gone can't keep what's not there man and i couldn't keep it because you know what didn't exist back then keeps keeps keeps.com kids k-e-e-p-s.com man go there right now while we're talking if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss go to k-e-e-p-s.com slash smod to receive your first month of treatment for free that's k-e-e-p-s dot com slash smod to get your first month free man k-e-e-p-s dot com slash smod keeps dot com i wish keeps had existed when i was a kid um i wish keeps existed when my mom started telling me i think you're losing your hair i was like no everybody's got a little bald spot back there 
And now that little bald spot uh, takes up my entire fucking body. And it wouldn't have been the case if I had keeps back then, man. Could have got me some damn keeps. You know why? Because two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. And I'm fucking 50. I'm going to be 51. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, man. There's only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss and keeps offers both. They keep it um, simple, stress-free uh, uh, way for you to keep your hair, man. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your house. Low-cost treatments start at like 10 bucks a month and keeps offers generic versions, man. Discreet packaging. So your man, ma'am, your male man or male woman won't be like, what the fuck? You're losing your hair too? And lots of proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, man. Prevention's the key. Treatments could take four to six months to see results. So act fast. I wish Keeps existed when I was a young man. I wouldn't have been making clerks. I would have been keeping my hair. I spent all my money on Keeps and it wouldn't have been that much. Still could have made clerks and had Keeps happen. Man, all the good things happen too late. But don't let that happen to you. It's not for you. It's never too late for you, for heaven's sakes. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com slash smod to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S.com slash smod, keeps.com slash smod to get your first month free. Keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com slash smod, keeps.com slash smod. And now on with the show. I mean, I'm not Wilford Brimley's age, am I? Well, that brings us to today's topic, Scott. A long <laughs> way. That's a long walk through the garden <laughs> to get to what we wanted to talk about. There is a thing called the Brimley Cocoon Line, Scott, that I just learned about recently because I have passed it. This was a tweet that they put up. Born, uh, and, and it's the, the Twitter account is Brimley Line, spelled like, you know, Wilford Brimley. Born August 2nd, 1970 in Monmouth County, New Jersey, filmmaker Kevin Smith is 18,530 days old today. The same age as Wilford Brimley on the day Cocoon was released. Congrats, Kevin Smith. You've reached the Brimley Cocoon line. Get the so, fuck out of here. That dude was 50 years old when Cocoon was released. And that's what we're talking about today, Scott. Go look at fucking Cocoon. Oh, I don't even need to. It's like, I I, I know enough. Trust like, me, you're aging, guys were, you're aging guys, it up in your mind even now because I do the same thing where I'm like, they were ancient. But even when you actually look at an image, he still, even if you take off 20 years that you're adding in your head, he still looks like an old man, he looks like a grandfather. And I'm not saying there's no way you or me could be grandfathers, because mind you, this is from the day Cocoon reached theaters, meaning when they shot Cocoon, which was a special effects heavy movie, he was our age, like your age exactly, definitely within yeah. your age. I'm now past the Brimley age from when the movie premiered, so I'm definitely way past how old he was when he shot the movie. So if he's 50, um, 50 years Nine months and six days when Cocoon comes out, 
That means technically Wilford Brimley was 49 when he played a grandfather in Cocoon. Now, we could have children uh, who could have grandchildren, absolutely. Yeah. But we don't. But if we, if I can't, if I, no wonder Disney Plus is fighting me casting you in the Wilford Brimley part. Because they're like, he's a vital young man. He can't play somebody's grandfather. But I'm in there pointing out, like, have you, do you guys know what the Brimley Cocoon line calculator is? (laughs) We don't care. (laughs) I'm like, well, then you're fucked because, (laughs) you know, you can't just buy 20th Century Fox, inherit Cocoon, and not give a fuck about the Brimley Cocoon line calculator, man, at brimleyline.date. There's an actual fucking calculator. So, for example, um, when Cocoon reached theaters on June 21st, 1985, Wilford Brimley was 18,530 days old. 50 years, nine months, six days. You cross the Brimley-Cocoon line today if you were born on August 11th, 1970. If you were born today... If you were born today, meaning like if, if you had a baby right now, yeah, 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 that baby will cross the Brimley cocoon line on January 7th, 2072. And then there's a calculator to figure out your own. Days. So, all right. So let's do select your birth date. Scott is March. What's the date? March 5th. March 5. And we got to dial the year back to, oh, come on. Tonight. I can tell you, like, today was my. Today is. We could just do simple math, which I know is always fun for. Well, they built this fucking calculator for us. Today is day 18,322 for me. So, whatever that minus 500. So, it's like 200. What's the Brimley line? The Brimley line, if you were born on March 5th, 2021, well, that's not what I'm asking. We're asking. What's the Brimley line? The Brimley line is 18,530 days. It's 1971. Fucking accept this, motherfucker. I think it's like 200 and... I think I'm like 208 days away. So from where Wilford Brimley was when Cocoon premiered in theaters. But technically. In 208 days, I will be at the Brimley. I'll be at the line. But as of right now, you are presumably, if we just do logic math, even without hard numbers, you are as old as Wilford Brimley was when he was shooting Cocoon with Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a good guess. It's fucked up, dude. You do not look like... You got a beard, but you don't look like Wilford Brimley. You don't look like anybody's grandfather. You can't sell fucking oatmeal to me. I don't give a fuck how hard you try. Um, You you don't... You could rock, like, saying something like things oral and whatnot, like you did in fucking The Firm, but... Things oral and whatnot. There you go. Now, in my version of Cocoon, I would not have you do a grovelly voice. I'm like, this is the new grandpa. Grandpa sounds like you. Like, you don't have to affect it. Oh, like, I don't have to... I can just keep my regular voice? Yeah, you talk like you. Fucking, I'm like... If I'm a grandpa... In the modern cocoon, if I'm grandpa at 50, then okay. I mean, I know that... I know that that doesn't feel modern to me, though. How many grandpas are at 50 years old now? 
Now, let's be honest. He wasn't being portrayed as a 50-year-old grandpa. No. He, he, they, you know, that was like oddly he was enough. Playing, he was playing, he was playing older. Yeah. Which was like a real, like fucking judgment on old Wilford Brimley. They were like, bring wonder, in Brimley. Like, he's old. And he's like, I'm fucking 49. He's like, I'm a boy. Yeah. I'm a beard boy. <laughs> I'm a mustachioed boy. <laughs> I come out the womb like this. <laughs> um, Does he. Do you think his agent was like, oh, I can't take him this. You want him to play a grandfather. Yeah, he's, he's a boy. He's fucking 49. He's a boy. He's a beard boy. <laughs> he's a beautiful boy. He is. Like, or do you I, think he's like, look, Wilford, he fucking spends. He spends. Yeah, he's like. Wilford need that. <laughs> oh, my God. He's he just. He'll play 20. He'll play 50. He'll play 80. Champagne taste beer pocketbook that Willie Brimley. <laughs> so we'll take any fucking job. What Bill is he playing? Brimley wants money um, <laughs> bill, <laughs> bill bill i got you a job bill yeah. gonna love it yeah i'm playing i'm selling my milk to my he's not english <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the version of him like if he was english <laughs> that's who he was that's who he was and like he, he fucking sold himself you know as american but when he was off oh, camera, be amazing he was be amazing if you learned at the end that he's, he's been like, lying my this whole time. Bill I'm from Essex. <laughs> Essex. I fucking wasn't 60 years old. Why'd you do it, Bill? Why not? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's my hero. <laughs> A man who pretended his entire life to be an American to no good, no, no good, reason. no great advantage. <laughs> Finally revealed that we're all fools and he outwitted us somehow. <laughs> changing how we all felt about the grandfatherly Wilford Brimley moments before his it. My name's like, Bill. <laughs> Wilford. Um, was he, I wonder if what his age was relative to everyone like, else. Yeah. Um, Does everyone get a calculator like a Gwen Verdon? Jessica Tandy. Gwen Verdon. Like Hume Cronin. Don? All right, here, let's do this. Hume Cronin. This is Don. worth a this is worth a deep dive. Let's what see how old Don um Don Amici. Don Amici, trading places. All right, let's look at Don Amici. Um and we'll look at when he was born. And he was born 1908. So this is going to be easy math to figure out, Scott. We don't even need a fucking somebody to build us a calculator for this motherfucker. <laughs> Now, <laughs> 70, he was 70, um, he was 77. Uh, yes. Cause he died at age 85. Yeah. In 19, well, 1985, he was born in 1988. So he's, he's how old then? When, 77. When they in shoot cocoon, Don Amici is age appropriate. Is 76, 70. Yeah. 77. Right. Let's go to Gwen Verdon. Cause she was also in it. If I remember correctly. Um. Oh yeah, fucking oh yeah. Because there's Maureen Stapleton. We'll look her up next. She ain't getting away from us. <laughs> Nineteen twenty-five. Gwen Verdon's born. She died in two thousand eight seventy-five. So well, she's sixty. So she's sixty when shooting Cocoon. So she's closer to age appropriate than the forty-nine-year-old Wilford Brimley. 
Who, yeah, I mean, she's a retirement age. I mean, that's the thing with Brimley is like, if he truly was like 49 or 50, and I do think in the movie, in, in all fairness in the movie, he might have been portrayed as like the youngest or the or younger, you know. Bullshit. I don't ever remember a scene where they were like, he's the youngest of the old timers. Yeah. All right, so wait, Maureen Stapleton, who, if I remember correctly, plays his wife, right? Yeah. She was born in 1925. So she's 60. So she was 60. Yeah. And that's more. I think age we appropriate. should confirm the Wolford. Yeah. All right. I got him right birthday? here. Let's pull up his birthday. Here we Cause go. Because then he's he's supposedly born in 1935. He was born here, it says 1934. All right. Very so close. He was, yeah. So he was the spring chicken. All right. Hold on. Jessica Tandy, who was like fucking old when Methuselah was born, she was born 1909. She's the, I think, might be the oldest in the bunch. So do the math on that. Well, 19, 19, Don, Don Amici's 1908. So he's the oldest, but she's second at like 76, 75. No, I thought Don Amici was like 70 or something. He was 77. 77. When they made yeah. the movie, he was 77. In 1985, if you minus eight from it, yeah, it would be 77. All right. So then Jessica Tandy would be 76. Yeah. And then Jack Guilford character actor jack guilford um you know most people he's not the sexiest name in the cast but fucking for those of us who used to like to watch the duck factory with young jim carrey he was the fucking man he was also in caveman remember i think he was the blind guy and the one they were doing and they put his hand in the fire and he'd be like um jack guilford he was born 1908 so that's the same time as Don Amici. Now, here's the other question. How old Steve Gutenberg at that point? Like, is he closer to... Oof. Steve Gutenberg right now is 62. He was born in 58, so he's 62 years old. So he is older than Wilford Brimley right now uh, than when he was when, when he was in Cocoon. He was born in 1962? 58. 1958. And Cocoon came out in what? 84 5 85 so he was born in 58 so it looks like he was so he's 27ish 20 no god so if you add yeah. 2 years make it 1960 yeah 27 yeah, you're yeah. right yeah could you imagine so dude if motherfucker was just like i ain't even 30 and i'm the lead in fucking cocoon i'm a gutenberg yeah it's all goot it'll be goot forever <laughs> man Steve Greatenberg, they should start calling me. Um, all right. So, Wilford Brimley, of all the old timers, did we do Hume Cronin? We didn't. Let's no. do Hume Cronin because he's fucking. I, I he was there. He was younger Christ than Jessica was. Tandy. I think he. he You're was, right. He was born 1911. Yeah, he must be. So he's like 70. He's in like 71 ish. And and mind you, like. You know, this ain't a big commercial for Cocoon, but Don Amici was very spry in that movie. He was dancing. He was yeah, fucking. Well, he's they had the, to. Who's they the one that special effects like that? They couldn't fucking make him like a digital Don Amici dance around. Like they hired them to be old, and that's what's funnier is like was they they had to act old and then they had to act young. And with Brimley, I guess it wasn't much of an act. Yeah, you know, with Brimley, he's like, I can pay either way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I'm paid either way. I'll I'm, give f- I never get older and I'll never die. He's like, because I'm not old. <laughs> Bill and I'm, Brimley. <laughs> and I'm not young. Oh, Bill. 
Bill lives, Bill, Bill exists in the twilight. He does. He never gets older and he never dies. He's not old. He's not young. He's Bill. He, he is. I'll be lifted up to space on a boat. <laughs> Cocoon, as told by, as only Bill Brimley could tell it. <laughs> he, he rewrote a lot of it. Admittedly. <laughs> is that right? Is that what happened, Bill? Ah. Uh, ah. Fuck you up, dude. I. I Lift me right. Fuck up. In the outer space. To another planet. <laughs> did you get older or did you die? Nah. <laughs> nah. Never get older. Never die. Live forever in Orion 5. <laughs> Married a lovely. They came back. Didn't they come back in Cocoon 2? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know if I watched that. I think they yeah, if I remember, you were like, look, <laughs> fucking, I was there for Cocoon, but when they asked me for more money, I, I cut them off. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Brimley. Because they said they were leaving. What do you mean they're coming back? That yeah, ain't, what did they come back for? That ain't the know. deal. I'm, I'm going to look it up, man. Cocoon the return. Cocoon 2. I don't know if they came back. Was Brimley in it? I think Don Amici might have died before 2 came out. Cocoon. The return. Like, I ain't watching it. All right, here we go. 1988. So, boy, they fucking. Three years later. Yeah, they didn't. And was it Ron Howard? No, it was Daniel Petrie. You know, when you're thrown into the Petrie dish, you know, <laughs> fucking, it ain't cocoon no more. <laughs> that, that was my objection. <laughs> Who's directing this? Is it Ron Howard or is that fucker Danny Petrie? I ain't getting in no Petrie dish. All right, here's the cast. Don Amici, still yeah. around. Wow. Still made it. Wil Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Courtney Cox. Was she in the original? Is she the girl in the original? So. Hume no. Cronin. Jack Guilford. He came back. The Goot is back. Uh, Barrett Oliver, who was in Daryl. He came back. Maureen Stapleton was back. Uh, they brought in Elaine Stritch. And then Tawny Welch. She was, uh, she was in the original. Um, okay, so what's the plot of this fucker? Yeah. Five years, Scott, after they left Earth following a failed rescue mission, the Antarians return to rescue the cocoons that were left behind. Before they can be retrieved, one of the cocoons is discovered by a science research team and taken to a secure laboratory for testing. The aliens and their human allies must find a way to get that cocoon out in time for the rendezvous with the rescue ship as bill pointed out so it's the same plot basically. pretty much and they just like oh shit we lost one of the eggs i forgot so the idea of the story was that they uh were swimming in these waters there was a pool and in Sorry. the pool were these like antarian pods, pods and that yeah, was young big young and them up or some such shit yeah they were using their life force I think it was, wasn't it something fucked up like that where it's like, you're getting younger, but you're killing these, like you're fucking draining their life essence. Oh my like, God. That was a fucking fantastic Wilford Brimley. I'm so glad that I've stood up against Disney Plus for you because that, that fucking sounded like him. I was like, you fuckers don't realize he's channeling fucking Bill, man. 
He can channel Brimley. He can bring Brimley back. He's a modern day Brimley. You know how Kurt Russell is a sexiest fucking Santa Claus? Yeah. This is a modern fucking Brimley where people are like, first off, you can't call him Brimley. That's the guy's name in real life. Like, don't um, you tell me what isn't to that do. What happened ben Luckett. That's your character's name. I want Scott Mosier to play Luckett. There's only one guy play Luckett. Moj. Moj is. Making him Luckett. Yes. <laughs> um. So there they. I would change my character where I did. I was like, I was like Ben Luckett. And I had a tattoo that said, fuck it. <laughs> and all the old ladies. My chest. And all the old ladies were like giggle every time you show it to them yeah. in the pool and shit. And your character, I'd have you pee in the pool too. And that seriously Sweet. fucks with the Antarians. It's like, they're killing us with their urine. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they just get up and pee outside the pool? They're already taking our life. <laughs> now we're sucking urine as well. <laughs> Fuck these people. I hope they get older and I hope they die. We'll never get older and we'll never die. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> we'll never get old. Um, never die. That movie cost $17.5 Scott. Uh, the original. The original. And it made... What do you think got a sequel greenlit back in 1985? $68 million. It made. I got a box office here of 85.3. Okay. So they didn't even, they weren't even like, this fucker made a billion worldwide. They're like, $85 million, one more time. One more time. Let's see what, what how they were rewarded, Scott. So what was the budget of the last one? 17. 17. 17 and a half. Guess what? The sequel, three years later, the exact same budget. At least that's what they reported. Nobody got any bumps. You didn't get that sweet Amici bump or nothing like that. They were like, you're lucky to be working, Don. <laughs> they spent... They spent the cocoon to. <laughs> <laughs> lucky you're alive. <laughs> Let me tell you, this movie's bullshit. You will, you will die. Yeah, you're gonna die. Take the job, Don. <laughs> Take the fucking job, Don. Same money. It's good money, Don. You know, not like you need it. Seventeen point five million. Same exact budget. Yeah. But Cocoon made eighty-five million. Yes. When they returned, Scott. No. Mm, 25 20. million yeah they left 60 million on the fucking table because people were just like, like you said you weren't coming back you lied old. <laughs> they must have had to green light that shit fast because they're like look if we don't get fucking shoot now yeah nobody's coming back from space <laughs> yeah and also people will see that they do get older and they do fucking die so don't make us out to be a liar, Amici. I'm telling you, Wilford Brimley was their secret weapon. He was like, I'll make eight of these. Like, fucking. <laughs> I'm like, live forever in this universe. Because <laughs> he lived until last year. Wilford Brimley lived until 2020. Wow. You couldn't kill this fucker until 2020 came along. And he was like, I give up. Like so many. The day my before my man. birthday, August 1st, 2020, he fucking died. First, the animated series it just reminded me of uh, nothing can kill the grimace. <laughs> fucking Bill Brimley is. The grimace. Well, Bill. Well, I guess something can't kill. Bill will live for. Bill will live forever. Wilford Brimley died. Bill is eternal. I mean, this is so fucked. Remake dude. cocoon. They no, they have not. Um, 
think about it, dude. And so that means in the firm, which was like, let's say seven, eight years after cocoon, he still wasn't a 60 year old man. No. He was still in his fucking fifties. This guy was passing. He could have lived in any retirement community he wanted and passed and paid. He could have fucking paid, you know, senior discount, any restaurant he went to. Because of Cocoon? No, because he passed as an, as an old timer and shit. But it had, Cocoon had to seal the deal, though. Cocoon yeah, no had doubt. To be like, for them, from that point on, everyone was like, considered him a senior citizen. Yeah, and I mean, you got Don Amici signing off on you as, as being a senior citizen. Like fucking, you got Jack Guilford going like, yeah, he's one of us and shit, even though he was 20 fucking five years their junior. How do you think that made him feel? He was just like, what, what must I look like to Hollywood? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, obviously he did it. This hurts, honey. She's like, I know, Bill, but the money spends. And he's like, I know, but <laughs> the pain hurts. But yeah, yeah, the, the, we're paying the bill take. It's a what currency. A, a currency. <laughs> God damn it. What if it's so successful they want to go again? What if they want to return? Oh, now this horseshit story, this ain't going nowhere. Well, you don't know. That Ron Howard, he's talented. There's got to be other people who've been. Um, he wasn't even talking like that. He was fucking forty nine years old, so he's probably talking to his like, like hotter younger like wife. Normal. Yeah, yeah. In he her never 30s. Talked. He never said. I mean, even in the firm, he didn't sound like an old man. Yeah, he did. He, he always sounded like rough. an old man. Yeah, just rough like an old man. Like I've lived a long time. You just speak. He hid behind his mustache. That mustache aged him terribly. Should yeah. if he'd taken it. I bet you that's what he did in the real world. He's like, I take it off. I go out and I go fucking bunting. Poon. I'm a poon hound. <laughs> He's going in when I got the mustache on. Nobody wants to fuck grandpa. Nobody yeah, wants to give grandpa a mustache ride. But I take the mustache off and suddenly I drop 25 years. Now you think about that when I beat the rap. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley is frightened me. <laughs> oh shit. Hold on. I hit pause. <laughs> My elbow. Hold on. Uh, um, there you go. Sorry. No, I have you. I had you loud and clear. The uh, we have now entered Wilford Brimley Country, Scott. But if if our lives continue on a Brimley scale, he lived for another thirty five years from Cocoon. Yeah, he's he's going to be in his. At that point, he's going to be. 20 in the high 20,000, 28,000 of days, yeah. terms of yeah. days. But yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, technically, I, I just assume Brimley's like, hey, man, the Brimley line is when I died. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like, I don't the, give a fuck about I was in the firm. Like, fuck Cocoon. I threatened Tom Cruise with yeah. pictures of things oral and whatnot. Like, I lived. Fucking iced. I sold oatmeal. I sold Liberty Medical. Like, I've, I was in the China syndrome. Fuck y'all. But 85, and that was Wilford Brimley. And I'm not casting aspersions here, but didn't seem like the, you know, healthiest guy. Yeah, yeah. So, who knows? There's a good chance. He had oatmeal. Well, he he maybe had good genetics, but let's be honest. He was heavy set. So, there's a good chance that you and me go beyond. 85 definitely you you're probably going to 100 probably 103 i'd say 
I mean, who knows? Until you're just like, I'm too. fucking through with it all. I'm tired. You're going to be around so long that they come back to you for the Cocoon reboot 25 years all, later. Disney Plus will be like, remember Smith just mm. kept ranting about Scott Mosher yeah. as, as Wilford Brimley? Yeah, he didn't live much longer past his Brimley line, but fucking <laughs> he had one good idea and he took it to the grave with him. But here's our chance. Here's our chance to make that idea dance. So when I'm, 70, if, when I'm 78, if Disney Plus comes to me to act in Cocoon, yeah. the series. Yes. You're like, only if I'm playing the Amici part. You're like, no fucking Brimley. Because you're like, I know for a fact he wasn't an old man. And I won't yeah. lie like it's that. It's a young man's role. <laughs> <laughs> you need a modern day Gutenberg for that shit. Oh, fucking... I wonder if Gutenberg would he would do you know <clears throat> you could you could do Cocoon three right now mm-hmm. with Gutenberg just sitting in a boat going like come on take me yeah going like a one man show you don't even need all that money seventeen and a half million fuck that you old need, man in the sea totally with an iPhone you got yourself like a fucking five hundred dollar Cocoon sequel where it's just you know. <laughs> fucking Gutenberg, you Cocoon three sitting on the boat going when. <laughs> When and he just monologues about the last fifty years of his life or whatever the fuck, yeah, however oh, fuck long it's been. You not like how could you not watch that? Um, and basically, it's like uh, we don't even need to shoot the flashback. Heist. It's just it's a like I'm not. It's not one long shot. We'll edit, but it's basically a man telling the stories yeah. on a boat. It's the it's Gutenberg basically. Everything's, it's like his wife's gone. Yes. He's alone. Tawny Welch. Like, and he knows that there is a world where old people are taken to another planet. He never told her, though, because he, yeah. he didn't love her enough. <laughs> After And he lives with that pain. <laughs> yes. He was just like, look, I loved her enough for a lifetime. Not my entire lifetime, particularly when I know that there's a place where I'll never get older and I'll never die. I'll brimly this shit. They're right fucking now. And he's just waiting under the, he's waiting for the light and shit. He's on the boat. Yeah. He's like, uh, and he's just like, I left my life behind. I don't have enough provisions to get back either. You come get me. I'm Tarians or I die out here. And there's long silence. And then he's just like, well, it was a long life. And he starts <laughs> telling us the story of his life. <laughs> no, you don't know. You don't know until about Do how. we do what the last shot, Scott, is an overhead shot of him like on the deck of the boat and a giant light hits him. Then we go yeah. to credits. And then you pull back and it's a helicopter. <laughs> no, we don't. We got to let the audience fucking. Yeah, the audience. It might be. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or he's dying. I think you do it. I think you shoot it in a way where you're sort of like, you know, there's also the motif of light at the end of the t- you know when you're gonna die. Mm. You know, so it's like, did he die? Did he? Did he get to go up? Like, what happened to him? In our film school version of this, it's like, was he ever really alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A simulator. <coughs> That'd be. <coughs> <coughs> I don't think 
That's a bold choice. Somebody should do that. I don't think you'd have to work hard to sell Gutenberg on going out to shoot that. I don't think, yeah. I mean, that's a one-man fucking, he's a one-man wrecking crew, man. He gets to go out on a boat and fucking do it. Like, <laughs> it's a boat. Wrecking crew. <laughs> he's sitting there going, I am, I am, I am a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah, you yeah, sure are, Goot. You're all Tear Goot. shit up. You're better than Goot. You're great. You're Greatenberg. Steve Greatenberg. That's what <laughs> yeah, I've always said. Yeah, you're too great. <laughs> Drop that. Let's legally change the name to Steve Greatenberg. Yeah. All right, here we go. There's no script. No just way. Wail out your pain. Yeah. Just fucking tell us what happened alien. to you. You are yeah. your character. Wail fucking. out your pain. And say what says aliens called again? Antarians. <laughs> Antarians. <laughs> scream out Antarians. Every once in a while. Look up in the sky. Every once in a while. If you name check an Antarian, that'll be good for us. But <laughs> the rest of it, I just want to hear about you. What were your disappointments? Your heartbreaks. Yeah things that affected you just that's gonna play real cut your heart out and pour it out well so. i'm not usually used to working <laughs> like this that's my good work As you can see, that's why I won't be getting the Gutenberg part in fucking the Cocoon miniseries because it didn't really sound like him. But that's, you know, I mean, with a gun to my head, that was the best Gutenberg I could give. If somebody was like, I, give really? me your best fucking Gutenberg. The, like, I might have taken an extra were, 10 the seconds. The essence of it was there. I, I, I bought it. I was like, I got where you, I, I got what you were channeling, mm. which was somebody who was like, it's a, I was in police again. <laughs> That's not. It's not even his cocoon performance. Howard would never let that fucking police academy shit fly. You know, Ronnie would modulate that performance and be like, "I want you to keep it real. You're you're doing it fucking potsy. I want it Richie, or better yet, Chuck, <laughs> the long lost brother from season one. <laughs> oh fuck, Ron Howard should <coughs> cocoon three with Steve Greatenberg on a boat. No shit. Well, fuck him. Why? Why can't we do it? Like, fucking, oh, don't well, give that do cool too. job to him. I'll tell you right now, Ron Howard ain't ever doing something that fucking cool. He's working on like fucking Willow or some such shit. He likes those fat budgets. But if I went into Imagine today and I was like, "Hey, Howard, imagine this: Cocoon Three is just you. Well, you're not in it. You're shooting a bit. Is just Gutenberg on a boat waiting." to get picked up by the Antarians, monologuing about Gutenberg's real life and disappointments and shit, working it in there, making it real, authentic. Yeah. And then at the end, as he's dying on the deck, we blast him with a light from above and an overhead shot, but we don't tell you whether or not he was right. <clears throat> I mean... Could be, I could be the sound of an Antarian fucking fighter jet. Could be a helicopter. Could be a could helicopter. Be, could be a could Huey. Be God. Could be a Huey. Could, could be, be God. Was and then at the end we get ourselves a little taste of that Jacob's Ladder audience we've all been chasing since the fucking nineties. <laughs> I've not been chasing that. <laughs> Relative, not relatively successful. It's like, well, maybe to you, but I still talk about it. It reminds me of um, JCVD. Hmm. Do you remember that John claude Van Damme movie where he was like... Was it that cheap? Was it him on a boat monologuing while waiting for the Ontario? It wasn't... To pick it wasn't I don't know if it was that cheap, but it was a bank robbery, so it all took place... You never saw it? Uh-oh. 
Oh, you should. It's it's worth watching. It's like really because he plays himself. Can it be? Can it be Brimley? <laughs> or Gutenberg? <laughs> I guess. Wait, <laughs> Brimley doesn't make sense. Brimley is if can you hire? When you say can it be Brimley, that's asking can you hire a forty nine year old man to play yeah, a seventy five year old? Yes, that's not what we're asking here. That's not what we're asking. The question we're asking is can it be Gutenberg? Well, in a way, could Gutenberg do Van Damme? Because what Van Damme does in that movie is basically portray himself. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a really interesting moment when he's in the bank, and it's kind of like it's like John Claude Van Damme gets trapped in a bank with people who are you know trying to take take hostages, and so part of it's a little bit of an action movie. But there's a moment in the movie where he basically like he's on a crane, like he's obviously sitting on a crane, and he's in this situation and then the crane like with the camera like lifts him up into the air up into the air up in here he does a monologue like he just monologues at the camera yeah it's like it's a little too arty for what i'm suggesting here i I mean all i'm saying is that the basic i don't want to lose the audience i want remember it's cocoon three scott there's an expectation (laughs) people coming in But yes, yeah. Well, I guess the, I could we can take a little JCVD influence and shit. But this is this is going to be its its very own unique thing. C three, C three. For some reason, I feel like C C three. There was others. Like I feel like they did like a straight to fucking TV cocoon sequel. Uh-huh. In which I remember the first one, and I I remember there was like. There's that moment where Gutenberg is like with the alien girl and then like he gets like alien sexed or something or she shines a light on him and it's not like sex, but it's sort of like some. She exposes else. her, her, her bosom. No, or her, <laughs> <laughs> her brightness or whatever the fuck. I'm not There's seeing anything for a moment with her, like some kind of like they engaged in some kind of alien sort of light therapy or some shit. I agree. I yeah, I'm, I, I feel you. I feel you on that. I'm not seeing any cocoon three. I think they learned their lesson with two. I mean, it felt pretty hard, but you know, still, and no cocoon TV show. Cocoon. I don't know if you could do a TV show. Yeah, like every week we're coming. We're, we're, we'll never yeah. get older, and we'll never die. Yeah, one week we go up, one week we come back because <laughs> we forgot somebody. We're bringing the one at a time. It takes us a while. Um, here's uh, people also ask because I entered Cocoon TV show into Google. These are the questions people also ask. Number one, is Cocoon available on Netflix? Reasonable question. Number two, who died from the movie Cocoon? Very grim question, Scott. But then the third question is a variation on the second. Are any of the Cocoon cast still alive? Let's click on that. <clears throat> thirty years since uh, the years of cocoon. Thirty years since cocoon. Let's check in on the cast and see what they're up to. Uh, Don Amici, he died, as we know. Oh, it's just a list of dead people. This is sad. I mean, Gutenberg's alive. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, but um, as we is saw, Tony Walsh alive. What a great question, man! Hold on, let me let's fucking look. She's like, don't kill me off. 
fucking Tony Welch. I was the fuck, I was a big part of that first one. Um, <clears throat> let's see. She is aged 59, Scott. All right. She was born in 61. Uh, years active, 1983 to 2000. Oh, she's married. Oh, she was married to Jared Harris, the actor, for about five years. Oh. <clears throat> her mom, of course, was Raquel Welch. Her, uh, her Welch's film career began in Italy, starring opposite uh, Verna Lisi. She starred in Ron Howard's Cocoon and Cocoon the Return, in which she portrayed an alien. She played the part of Princess Rosebud in Sleeping Beauty. Returning to Europe, Welch worked mostly in Italian and German film and television productions. She appeared in the American independent films I Shot Andy Warhol, uh, Sue, and Search and Destroy. She portrayed the role of Catherine Powell in the 1996 video game Ripper. Hmm. Um, yeah, man, I want, that's, that's so strange. I hadn't thought of her until we started talking about Cocoon, but she did just kind of like disappear. Apparently she went back to Europe. She's like, fuck American movies. They're all about how old people will never get older and never die. <clears throat> and she's like, I'm against that. And she's like, I, wait a second. She's way past the Wilford Brimley cocoon line. She would have to be right. Yeah. Cause she's older she's than 59. Us. Yeah. Fuck man. Do you think she ever sits around? And she's like, I'm now older than Wilford Brimley was when he portrayed an old man in Cocoon. Does she ever do the Brimley Cocoon? I don't think she's never, I, I mean, I don't think she's ever thought that. Do you think she's ever thought about me, Scott? Do you think ever once she's been like, oh, Clerks, I saw that, and that's that boy that made Clerks? Or do you think I'm not even on Tawny Welch's radar, and yet she's still on mine, even though she's only been, she hasn't been active since 2000? That's hard to say. You might you might have dropped in there at some point. You think so? Maybe. She's in Italy. Yeah. She's living in Italy. That that make you know, she not necessarily like in the it depends on upon sort of, you know, world culture she is. Like she might not be but it you know It's maybe. fucking nuts to consider, man, that like when I saw Cocoon in nineteen eighty five that like, you know, one and like one day she's going to know my name. <laughs> Your dad's like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? And why did you say it in the British accent? <laughs> she's going to know my name. She is. Uh, my name. Tony's going to know Kevy. We don't even know if, if she does. Like, I remember fucking, um, what's uh, 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 Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, was on some radio show. And yeah. they were doing like a quiz, Smith quiz or something like that. And one of the questions was like Kevin Smith and she didn't know who I was. And um, maybe she doesn't know other Smiths. Maybe. Yeah. She's like, it's like a blind spot. She's like, it, all, it begins and ends with one Smith for me. Yeah. Big Willie style. She's like every other Smith is a pale comparison. But that means that when we made Jersey Girl, Scott, he didn't go home and was like, oh, my God, Kevin Smith was such a fun director to Jada. Well, I think you could say, like, he he, <clears throat> he might have. But she didn't care. She's like, I, I give a fuck. I mean, I don't She's know, like, I'm not, that's not worth remembering, Will. And I'm then taking walked this, away. Like, I'm putting this in the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll have to think about it, and that's not worth remembering, Will. He's like, all right, all right. 
Take it easy. Yeah, it's cool. No, Will, it's not cool. <laughs> filling my head with shit. <laughs> the Smiths. Coming <laughs> soon. Sing me a nice song. <laughs> Something. Tell me that shit. Tell me it's the summertime. It is. It's the summertime. Well, there you go. That's your job. Don't do my thinking for me. <laughs> A searing look inside the marriage of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, as imagined by the guy she didn't remember on a radio show. (laughs) As I do press to promote it, I'm like, oh, to me, it's all a cautionary tale. It just means, you know, be careful which Smith you don't know. He could wind up making a movie about your life and they're like wait so (laughs) you did this this. (laughs) for revenge (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean some people do yeah what what so i don't do it for awards i do it for emotional reasons revenge (laughs) yes i think it's silly she didn't know who i was now she does. Yeah, now she'll never forget. <laughs> because I made a movie about her life that in which I imagined very small part of her, <laughs> her marriage to one of the world's most famous Smiths. Got inside the m- mindset. I don't know. Anyway, forever we'll be tied together. Like, does this film have a distributor? I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna sell it as an NFT. <laughs> Visionary filmmaker Kevin Smith has made a biopic about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, focused entirely on a moment. <laughs> Possibly didn't <coughs> who he was. Hey man, I'll argue that every biopic focuses on a moment. <laughs> <laughs> like can't can't do somebody's whole life in a movie. What are you stupid? You dipshit. So I definition picked, of a biopic. <laughs> it's a I, pick. It's not picks. I, I biopic the moment. And this moment's the movie, man. Is about the biggest fight they ever had. <laughs> like what? <Or> I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, over you. As I imagine it, it's my movie. So yeah, it's over I'm me. An Imagineer. Yeah, fucking <laughs> works for Disney, right? This thing on Disney Plus. Well, like, Disney was all about revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Bambi fucking chewed the heart out of the hunter that killed his mother. Sure, they cut it, but <laughs> <laughs> but we all know that's that was the third act. Just like you know, Pretty Woman was about prostitution. Really, three thousand was the name of the script. It was a reference to what she was paid to have sex with gear. <laughs> that was before they disnified it man that was in the days of touchstone like sir this is a cvs <laughs> the restroom of a cvs <laughs> how would you describe the man that you saw in the restroom you encountered in the restroom um Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, but old enough to be a grandfather, like he passed the Brimley 
cocoon line for sure. So I'd say an old man, but in a young man's body, does that make sense? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Uh, every, if you're, if you're lucky kids, you'll reach that line. Scott's got 200 more days or so. Yep. Until he's 50 years old, nine months and six days. Essentially, it's 50 with a baby. Yeah. That's what Wilford was. That's how they described him. He's like, he's like 50 with a baby. He's like, hey, out of your fucking mind. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. Don't (laughs) talk that way in front of me. Not a baby. (laughs) Uh, There it is, kids. That's my guest for this week, man. I'm Kevin Smith. Scott Mosier. Have a week. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com.